and welcome to In the Growth Space. My name is David McGlennon, and I'm your host. Really glad that you're here today. We've got a, a great interview, a great conversation with someone that I met a few years ago. Um, some of you may have been listening when I was talking a lot about the um, Turning Points uh, retreat down in Atlanta. And in that process, I got a chance to meet Isaac Phillips. Um, Isaac was uh, at the time the the leader of Sojourn Adventures, and um, we talk a lot about his his role there um, as a leader. <clears throat> and that that particular um, organization was the ropes course, the elements that we used in Turning Point to help us be able to bust through our terror barriers and and the things that were holding us back from really achieving our dreams. And so we talk a little bit about that, but let me uh, first tell you a little bit about Isaac because um, he's just one of those guys that I, when I met him, I just clicked with. And there's a lot of reasons why, um, as, as you'll see here in, in a minute. But uh, Isaac really began professionally in leadership development back in 2004. And now he has logged over 10,000 hours facilitating hands-on learning experiences with leaders and their teams from a wide range of, of ages and backgrounds and demographics. And um, he, he's really uh, an amazing leader. Isaac is really uh, passionate about seeing leaders come alive and, and thrive where they live and, and work and play. And he now works with an organization called Providence Coaching. And he, he comes alongside uh, leaders in order to help them to maximize their impact and and do that while they're growing and growing in new levels of awareness and, and really pushing through their own uh, terror barriers. And so um, uh, Providence Coaching works with CEOs. They, they work with leaders that are hungry to see growth and to get greater results with less drama and to enjoy more freedom. A lot of what we talk about in this conversation, um, we start off talking a lot about um, getting to uh, your dream or getting past the thing that's holding you back. We call it the terror barrier. And so if we want to get to a new normal, um, we've got to bust through our terror barriers. And and, and that's such a big part of, of our growth process. Um, so Isaac talks about and shares some some great strategies on, on how to move through our terror barrier. And he also talks a little bit more too about his his own growth journey. And um, I'm really really excited for this conversation. But before we get into the into this episode uh, too far, uh, what I'd love for you to do is if you're listening on uh, any of the traditional podcast platforms, would you do me a favor? Would you go out really quick, give us a rating? Hopefully, it's a five star rating. Uh, give us a quick review. Tell us what you you like about this particular episode uh, or other episodes that you've listened to. And if you're not subscribed yet, would you do do me a favor and subscribe? We'd love to make sure that we continue to make a, a great impact on your growth journey. Also, uh, we have this episode up on our In the Growth Space uh, YouTube channel, and um, we're really excited about having this channel. Um, Sometimes we bring in uh, elements that uh, we talk about, uh, more visual elements. I know uh, on one of our previous episodes with Jim Pashak, we brought in an embarrassing photo of me. (laughs) So if you haven't seen that episode, go back uh, a couple of episodes and, and check that one out. But uh, we'd love for you to, to subscribe to the channel, hit the, uh, the little bell so that you're, you're notified when uh, our, our episodes go live. All right, so let's go ahead and bust through some of those terror barriers right now with Isaac Phillips. 
Well, hey, Isaac, welcome to In the Growth Space, man. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh, David, I am so pumped. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> Hey, man, it's my pleasure. You know, just for the benefit of the audience, um, you know, Isaac and I met uh, a few years ago and we met at Turning Point, who, mm -hmm. if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit of time, you know that uh, I, I was part of Turning Point. I, I, I helped um, and part, really partnered with mm -hmm. Paul Martinelli um, to bring Turning Point back from kind of being on the shelf. He, it's, it's, it's his intellectual property and, and mm -hmm. his event mm -hmm. that he created. And um, I, I just had the idea to, to bring it back post COVID. And um, so you and I met Isaac uh, in that process. And uh, man, it was like one of those things where we just hit it off. And I just remember like um, when when we were there on site at, at Sojourn Adventures, the ropes course that we use for for Turning Point, um, you know, when we first met, it's kind of like I, like I just hugged you because I felt like we were like brothers from you know a long you know <laughs> long distance mother, you know, a different mother. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we've we've had this really cool relationship over the past several years, and it's been really fun to to dream and to brainstorm. And you know, you've had a great growth story, and you've you've taken people through a growth journey as well in a lot of the things that you've done in the past at, at Sojourn in particular, but, but take us back even pre Sojourn and, and like, what were some of the things or the points in your life that created a growth journey? Like I, I know, for example, that you worked for Chick-fil-A. What a, what a great organization to, you know, Absolutely. learn some leadership principles and, you know, and then, you know, the serve model and, and just, like maybe take us back and say and, and tell us a little bit about like what was it about maybe even your growing up and and some of those points in your life that that really propelled you into this whole area of growth personally and then taking other people through it oh man david well just to echo yeah <laughs> give me your life story in yeah two minutes. No. in two minutes uh, yeah. <laughs> well just to echo what you're saying gosh david you are a brother in arms and not only just in how we do operate and think but just the gosh the, i think what really resonates with me and you is just that desire to serve and see mm. people grow not just for the sake of growth but to really see their unique gifting and skills come alive yeah. Yeah. so that they are overjoyed in the things they get to like operate and do and I think the, even as you're saying the childhood story, I, you know, I think the, the hardest lesson I learned first uh, was like I got held back in second grade. Oh, like man. I was with my friends. We were actually uh, missionaries. We were over across the pond. Oh, and wow. so I had lost all my, my friend circle. I had just like gotten into this place and, you know, we came in like halfway through the year. And so literally as we got there, I, I just didn't know the content. I didn't know like second grade, but like well, how hard is one plus one? For me, it was really hard. So <laughs> yeah. I think one of those really growth moments was I got held back and it was really hard for me was the friends that I had started to develop moved on. Mm. Uh, the, the, the curriculum, the content, like what's it mean to study? And, and I just kind of had this message written on the tablet of my heart that said, you're dumb. Uh, no matter what you do, you'll fail. No matter how mm. hard you try, it's not enough. And yeah, as a kid, I mean, everyone's got a childhood yeah. story, something like sure. that, but tablet is no longer pen and paper. Like it's written in stone, stone. <laughs> and that message I, I quite frankly deal with today is like, no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, like it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult and praise the Lord for good mentors, 
uh, at Providence Coaching, like we'll get that later, but we, we yeah. kind of become trusted advisors or, or Sherpa. And mm-hmm. I had people come around me and said, hey, yeah, we, we all have a hard story. We all have something that's difficult. It's not, don't let that message define you and use that to grow, use that to be stronger, use that to learn new things about you. And so now, again, as an adult, I could be, I could look excellent because I'm working really hard. I'm staying late. I get the job done on time, but it was all, if it was out of that, I'm never good enough. It, it because I, I'll be negative. I, I would have this like anxiety, frustration, this guilt, yeah. but instead I had these mentors come alongside me mm. and now I get to do out of joy and abundance and thankfulness and gratitude. And like, I get yeah. to see the benefit. And so, man, there's just this heart change mm-hmm. that I think even as we're talking about this growth mindset, it's helping people not just do the right things, but think about them and like, what, what's that overflow versus out of the dregs of me, I have to do this one more thing. And so, yeah, if you're going to ask for childhood stories, man, <laughs> that's it. Second grade is the first well, one that comes to mind. Well, what's interesting is, so I'm, I'm curious, how did your, how did your parents kind of na- help you navigate through that? Because I mean, if that's, if, if that's the story, you, somehow that got changed. And I, I got to believe that your, your parents were instrumental in, you know, kind of changing that around. Yeah. I, I think even as I get here, I was surrounded by great parents. I mean, I was one of the, the the few beneficial people who like, man, my parents, they, they loved me. They, they did, they put effort into making sure that I knew that not through, through word, but then also action and playtime. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just like, I would say I was surrounded by good parents mm-hmm. growing up and, you know, you're here to my story. I am a Christian. That was a part of our yeah. growing up story, like scripture verses. And so even not only just you know, they were present and active, but we'd, we'd find scripture verses and say, Hey, like, how does this play into that scenario? And so uh-huh. I would say in terms of how deep that could have gone, I think I had some safety nets that caught me before the mm-hmm. absolute bottom of this yeah. valley. But at the same time, it still was there. Like I still had to wrestle with what's that mean. And so my parents helped me kind of get some good, um, either phrases or helpful mindsets, or even like, and this is why I've, as an adult, it's like, what behaviors are you doing that, that you're doing out of discipline because they're good? And you'll mm-hmm. kind of realize later that this discipline actually was a saving grace for you, literally. Yeah. Or, hey, I, out of this this valley you walk in, you just might pick up some unwanted behaviors that you have to like, my parents just mm-hmm. didn't let me do that. Yeah, um, yeah. That's great. I remember literally yelling at my dad. I just want to do this. And he was like, no, <laughs> that crosses off these things. Like, and I was like, you suck. And I was like, yeah, yeah right. that's fine. Yeah. The answer still no. And so <laughs> like bad. having a parent who really just wasn't willing to let me go like so far down this valley, I couldn't find my way back out. Um, mm-hmm. And so they were constantly helping me grow and, and loving me. And again, some phrases I use now as a Sherpa, they, they know the difference between, if you don't know what Sherpa is, they're the oh, ones who climb it. Mount Everest. Yep. They're the ones who carry the backpack. They, they yep. know the trails, they know the terrain. Um, if there's some, some bad weather coming in, they are challenging you to get your butt up and go. We got to get the safety. Yeah. And if you need water, if you twisted your ankle, they have compassion on you to slow down and take care of any challenge and compassion. And, and they're the ones when you get to the top, they take a picture of you, but they're not really in the picture. Like the they picture. celebrate the the climber. And so my parents really did celebrate or sorry, challenge and have compassion. They really pushed and prodded, but that also said, Hey, like you might need to go take an extra nap or, you know, slow down a little bit. And so mm-hmm. having just 
people in my life like that was was huge growing up and so it helped me see challenges not as something to run from but to embrace and actually like look for like hey where's where's this opportunity to grow and and quite frankly where is this opportunity to fail because when I do fail it means I've I've actually tried hard I've, I've actually moved past my ability and then you can look back and go, hey, what what didn't go well? What what can I do differently next time? And so that that failure, which I don't think there is, it's just a chance to yeah. take one. It's an insight into self of how can I fail forward? How can I grow mm-hmm. through this? Yeah. And and so that that idea has just been immersed in me since I was a kid. It it doesn't hurt that both my parents are marriage and family counselors, like they're licensed <laughs> professional counselors. Oh so gosh, that's good. Helps, yeah. Matters of the heart were always yes. talked about. Uh, we debriefed Finding Nemo, went to the theaters, watched the you know 90-minute, <laughs> two-hour Finding Nemo movie. Oh, that's and great. We went to a, a local diner and and talked about lessons learned and how our, like, how that could impact us as humans for another 90 minutes. Amazing. Oh my gosh. So now I get it. Cause I'm, as I'm, as I'm hearing you share this story, I can understand that, you know, how you're such a natural at the things that, you know, where I saw you at Sojourn and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and, and I love the, the fact that you talked about a Sherpa because, and I love the, 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 the challenge and the compassion, because you got to have both of those things to be mm-hmm. able to kind of keep pushing or, you know, pulling back and knowing when to do both or, or either. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and, and in at Sojourn, so for those of you who so, Sojourn Adventures is a, is a place in, in Atlanta, Georgia, just outside Atlanta, Georgia, that we use as uh, a, a ropes course um, to use as a metaphor for the things that we go through in life mm. that create challenge, that create um, uh, getting outside of our comfort zone and, and mm-hmm. breaking through uh, something that we call the terror barrier. And one of the things that I know mm. both you and the team that you trained there um, are so good at is both challenge and compassion and helping mm. people to navigate that space that I, that I call the growth space. It's outside of their comfort zone. And, and it's, it's where they're really bumping up against their terror barrier. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really important for people to understand that, you know, those kinds of intentional um, getting outside of your comfort zone um, experiences, man, they're so important to growth. And, you know, this, this month that we're, we're talking in is, is kind of our theme is, is personal growth, because as we get ready, ready to end the year and move into the next year, the only way we're going to make next year different is to get outside of our comfort zone and break through some of those terror barriers. So I guess, what is it about the ropes course in particular, and just kind of getting out of your quote unquote element, <laughs> if I could use a, a pun, um, so. yeah, uh, that, that really helps people to like discover things within themselves that they couldn't before. Mm. Gosh. And uh, I just want to say this uh, again, life change happens. We are called into deeper and more refined who we are things. But yeah. I think Surgeon Ventures, I got to work there for 11 years. Uh, yeah. I think Brent Curl took one of the biggest risks of his life, hiring <laughs> this guy, Isaac Phillips. Thank you, Brent uh-huh. Curl, for that. And um, and gosh, the leadership team there is phenomenal. They, they do great things with so mm-hmm. many different teams. 
But as you think about the question of, and again, I would echo, like, if you have a desire to go learn by doing, go to it's, Ropes course. I, yeah. I recommend Sojourn Adventures specifically, absolutely. a little bias there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've learned so much from, and this is what I think I love, just that having that growth mindset. I, at this point, I've been doing Ropes course industry for over 20 years. Uh, and the coolest thing is someone who's, who's always willing to learn. I, I, I remember leading a training just before I left into Providence Coaching, and I was still learning from them. Like, this is day one for this person. I was like, hey, like, what, what question would you ask? And, and how would you lead this? What story would you tell? And so I think just one being always willing to, to always willing to learn. But when you talk about terror barriers, I think this is why it's even just so important that we as um, trusted advisors, you know, lots of different words there, but we have to deal in trust. I don't care who you are. If if I'm nervous about something and I walk up to someone and there's not a level of trust established soon and fast and and like somewhat sturdy, like I have to have that quickly. I have to deal in trust. Like I'm not going to trust you to lead me anywhere. I'm not going to trust you to like jump off a, tel- a pol- telephone pole or yeah. much. And and there are some. I think personality matters, David. Yeah. Like. Some people are terrified because when they pull in the parking lot, they look at this massive structure up there and go, I'm not like, I'm nervous on being here. Not to mention Sojourn Adventures is a church. It's a fee-based ministry of a church. Uh, And, and so sometimes they would show up and they were just nervous because they thought from a spiritual perspective, they were going to be, you know, people have backgrounds. They might've had a great spiritual experience, might've had a horrible spiritual experience. You, you just asked me about my parents, but if they're, if their father was like awesome man when i say dad or father man they're excited they're good if you've had a horrible experience like you don't want to mention that much less dive into it and so we have to deal in trust and that and as people walk into these spaces and the the terror barriers man you you have to go along with someone that you're willing to at least listen to and when that trust starts being grown i think as a facilitator i just i'd look to how do i engage them you know if they're quiet I kind of come in a little more subtle if mm-hmm. like you and I were energetic and charismatic <laughs> and outgoing, they like, we're like throwing sarcastic stabs back and forth. Cause right. it's that that's the, the, the love language. If you want to use that word, like I'm, I'm yeah. speaking the same language that they want to hear and that they naturally yeah. involve in. And I'm not saying be all things to all people. Like no one likes, like yeah. not, I would rather you be genuine, like be who yeah. you are but who you are can serve a lot of different people. And so helping that building trust, you know, kind of interacting and people love feeling, um, okay. So put on your, whatever one you need to hear. I, I think people love, they want to be loved, heard and valued. Yes. And, yeah. and some people need to hear respected, yeah. valued and heard. Like I, I yeah. both go and play, but um, yeah. to me, to me, they mean the same thing. They, they want to be known. And so it, whether they're quiet, whether they're out, they're loud, whether they're, um, whether engaging, whether kind of more reserved, they just want to be valued and a part of the team. And so as we get to talk to them and engage with them, they start building this snowball where it starts rolling down the hill. And the larger that ball gets, um, I want to say of a, of a bank account, I if I start in, in depositing money and it's mm-hmm. growing and growing and growing and growing, well, then I ask for a withdrawal. That withdrawal is equal to the amount of trust I've put into them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and if I say, hey, you know, we don't, we didn't, we don't do this at Sojourn often, and, but sometimes just for rainy schedule, we kind of had to do like, this is a highs only, like you're walking in and jumping off. Um, that's hard. People haven't yeah. really had to build trust. 
we prefer to kind of like lead, like kind of increase that slowly. And then when it gets to, um, you know, this massive 60 foot structure that you're structure, you're going to climb up and like jump off and grab a telephone pole or have this rope holding you. And you're going to go like across yeah. this, you know, six elements to get to the end of it. It's just, you know, it's hard. Yeah. But if I've built trust, if I've kind of helped people grow, that's, that's a huge win. And then I think mm-hmm. as I'm saying this, like I can't, I'd be remiss to leave out. People have to have a reason why. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, and, and if it's my reason why you should do it, good luck with that. <laughs> I might be, right. it, it does, you know, the trusted advisor might know that this is a really helpful way to get there. And like, you know, I can push and prod, mm-hmm. but people really, people do what they want to do. And so if I can help that person approach their terror barrier and say, hey, we're going to take one step at a time. When we get to the threshold, you have a choice. Are you going to choose to continue on the same path that might lead a year, 10 years, 20 years down the road? Or, hey, let's let's paint a vision on what could happen if you change this. What could happen to your life, your family, your work, your passion? Like What, what could that look like? Yeah. And if this is if this is your barrier threshold to getting to that place, man, what's it going to take for you to go through it? Oh man, that's great. Uh, that's, that's such a great, you know. And 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 even as you're sharing that, I'm thinking in my mind of a, of a, a scenario where I was with a group going through a and the elements, and I just remember one of your um, uh, facilitators was helping someone get past their their terror barrier and the question he asked which was i thought was a brilliant question because at that point he basically said what can i do to support you right now Mm. and (laughs) you know and it was it was brilliant and i don't remember what the response was but i just remember that question and i think to me helping people to get through that terror barrier you you hit it right on the head You, you know it takes trust and it takes you know, steps along the way, mm-hmm. and then it takes a conscious effort mm-hmm. on the part of the person to be able to do something different, do something that they've never done. And yeah, they may jump off that telephone pole and they may miss the 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 the, the grab, the, the the trapeze thing, or whatever you call that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the proper term, trapeze thing. It's just like trapeze thing. Trapeze thing. Yeah. Everyone knows. It's uh, good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, you know, just helping people to like think through that and mm-hmm. and making the choice to do something different, maybe something that they've never done before, mm-hmm. and then to be able to look back on it and go, you know, and that's the thing that's that's cool about, you know, the, the, the turning point um, elements is that when, when we you get done with an element, you as a group, you kind of sit down and you, you kind of debrief and you kind of go, hey, what did we learn about that? What did what did you mm-hmm. learn individually? What did we learn as a group? And and I think that it's super important for all of us as as we think about growth and as we think about our own growth journey and moving through our own terror barriers, it's really important mm-hmm. to have a Sherpa that is is full of compassion, but is also full of challenge as well. And having mm-hmm. both of those is really important, I think, is what I heard in your story is to be able to yeah, kind of push through, you know, to be able to push through. Yeah, and and then even again, gosh. I love these conversations, David. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I think a part of what's actually explicitly clear versus inherently possible, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, whether whether it be the climber who's climbing Mount Everest, or it be a, a participant at Sojourn Adventures trying to climb something different, 
uh, I love that PowerPoint analogy at Sojourn just because everyone gets to define their own level of success. Yeah. And even the climber Mount Everest, they they chose, I'm going to go climb this thing. That was like, yeah. that happened beforehand. Right. And so when they when they get to choose their version of success, again, just the power pole, this this telephone pole on the ground, <clears throat> I would look at, you know, like to look at you, David, and say, hey, David, you know, what is success to you? Is it is it getting two feet off the ground, put all the harness and helmet and put all the gear on and then yeah. climb two feet off the ground? Is it climbing to the top of this telephone pole and leaping out? Is it, you know, wh what is it for you? And mm -hmm. and sometimes people just make the mistake of success is A or B. It's either or. Yeah. Yeah. No, like there's a range. What if, you know, w what makes the most sense for you? Um, mm -hmm. and, and people, they, they just say, hey, well, I saw this happen to someone else. So success is a dollar amount. Success is a position. Success is mm -hmm. the finish this specific cross line. And, and that's just fallacy. I mean, yeah. we really want people to define that because everyone comes from a different place in life you know age and stage matters and as as a sherpa we get to come along to people and say hey where do you want to see yourself in a year and i think it's really you do have to plant a flag somewhere yeah. like you have to plant the flag yeah. but once you do that you then get to take into account one is it even possible like is that attainable yeah and then yeah. what what tax along the way what steps do are going to help me move that ball forward and and progress is great. Perfection is really like impossible to me. And so let's let's make intentional progress every day. And that might mean your terror barrier. We don't go through that today. Yeah. It might mean we we build some muscle and yeah. start getting some reps in so that when you know that day comes, man, we're gonna crush it. Yeah. Uh but we gotta like you know, allowing yourself the chance to get there is just a part of the growth journey. You you don't yeah. run a marathon after sitting in front of a computer for a year, you, you right. got to build that ability. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. You know, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this conversation and, and, you know, kind of pushing through terror barriers and that stepping, stepping stone uh, approach. And I'm just wondering, you know, if you could share, you know, like what have been some things that you've had to do in your life that have pushed you through, you know, that terror barrier of your own, because I think it's always great to be able to hear other people's stories, you know, and mm. I know everybody is different. Everybody has their own place and their own season, season of life. I, I know, mm. you know, the people that, that listen to the podcast are a, a wide range of leaders, both, you know, from, from emerging leaders to, you know, mm. leaders who are kind of advancing in their career to that, you know, that senior level leader who may be a founder of a company. Um, we all have our points that we have pushed through that terror barrier and we've actually purposefully done it. Sometimes we've purposefully done it. Sometimes we've been shoved. So, you know, kind of pick your poison kind of a thing. But what, what, if, if you, you know, can think of a couple of, you know, points in your life that you've really like walked through that terror barrier or gotten through it, what were some of those elements for you? Yeah, David, I've got two that come to mind and I'm going to lean on you, the host, let okay. me know if I need to cut some time or whatnot. But there's the sure. one that I, I came across a wall and it took someone saying, Hey, like it was a fear of failure, which kind of came out of my, my two, my second, uh, second grade story, but I was a fear of yeah. failure. And I think that was one of the biggest growth moments of my life. Mm. But then there's also one that's like, Hey, I, I want to choose to pursue something that I know I'm made to do. I know I'm darn good at it, yeah. but it's different. And so I think for, for now, I want to start with this one, but if we have yeah. time, I'd love to share the second one too. Yeah, so sure. 
so Sojourn Adventures, <clears throat> I came on in, in a leadership capacity and was helping strategic, you know, what what is mission, vision, value? Like, you know, what does it mean to create and implement and hold accountable manuals and the, the systems in play? And and that was a lot of just back-end leadership work. And But then there was also my favorite part of the job, which was the people. I got yeah. to interact with staff members. I got to do some trainings. I got to, like, see a client and uh, yeah, even when we, how we met was I kind of had a phone yeah. call with you and said, Hey, what is success right. at the end of your turning point event? And how do we, how do I hear from this and then make it happen on the day of whether in mm-hmm. planning, implementing, and then even say, Hey, you know, as a team member, how do you do that? Well, and so I was working really hard to do that part of the job and I was pushing 50, 60 hours a week. And some of you are like, I work 80 hours a week. That's dumb. <laughs> I should have been able to do my job in 40 hours. Like it was absolutely above yeah what should have been asked of me. And, and I was working hard. I was sweating. I was like, man, like I'm doing good things. And then Brent Curl said, Hey, Isaac, you know, and he had just to his credit, he had lots of meetings with me ongoing that said, this isn't getting done. This isn't going to, how can you do this? What support do you need? He was, he was being a wonderful leader just to paint him in a positive light for a second. He was doing a really great job of leading me to getting the job done. And I wasn't doing it. So I was being a bad employee, just like straight up. I was me. And, but he had a, we came to a head meeting after he had sought counsel conversations with me. He said, Isaac, here, here's a, here's a line. You are the best individual contributor that I, that I know of as a facilitator. I, you will always have a job as a facilitator, but this leadership role I hired you for isn't being done. It's the things that only you can do. It's a phrase I use all the time with my yes, clients is what are the things yes. that only you can do and, and they're not getting done. Yeah. And so you have 90 days. To, to see growth in these very clearly written, clearly expressed, I will, I, if, you know, I can check the box, has this been done or not? And so again, excellent leadership from Brent. But I walked out of that meeting going, he hates me. He doesn't value what I do. And he didn't hear anything I do. Like, I hate his guts. Like, I, yeah. I was livid. And for like, it was basically 10 days, almost two weeks. I talked to my wife. I, I had a, a close mentor of mine. And, and they all asked questions. I was like, well, is he wrong? I said, don't ask that question. That's a dumb yeah. no. Like, listen to me. Like, yeah. I, and, and eventually I had people with trusted advisors in my life go, Isaac, he, he's right. Like, if you, mm-hmm. if you really want to grow in leadership, you need to do these things. Mm-hmm. He, he acknowledged that you are a great facilitator, great individual contributor, but you're not growing. And I was like, well, dang it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Crap, so, I always hate that one. <laughs> yeah, like, so I have a choice. Do I lean into hard and grow? Yeah. Or do I cut my losses and, you know, enjoy being a facilitator? And I was like, I, I want to learn. I want to grow. Um, the fact that he was leaning into me this much meant a lot to me. So I saw it. I saw at least two meetings a week to like, how can I, what can I do better? The things that I'm, I'm not doing at all or not doing well. Um, I, I made intentional, like I put on I kind of our meeting notes, like, how am I doing? What did you learn? Like, am I on the right path? And so, man, we, we just started seeing growth. Well, uh, you know, day 85 came and I'm kind of sweating bullets. Like we haven't had a, a follow-up conversation. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. 89, 90, the day is here and we don't talk. 91, 90. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this, what's happening? And so yeah. like, at day like 95, I was like, Brent, I'm yeah. stressing the frick out. He was like, why? I, yeah. I, <laughs> I need like, to know something here, buddy. Am I fired? <laughs> like what's, he's like, no, you're doing great work. 
<laughs> like lesson I mean, for a leader make yes. sure you always follow up with <laughs> when you get the accountability oh, when you put the oh, accountability man. out there you got to follow up <laughs> well so so he and i like had a hearty hearty laugh and and he actually did a great job celebrating me. as soon as he heard he's like oh no like i did i missed that he did he responded phenomenally celebrated mm -hmm. me affirmed me you know mm -hmm. even like made like goals for next year that kind of helped and so and again, I, I would say I'm in my position now as an executive coach, there's a consultant because Brent Curl led me the way he is. I just so much respect for him. And even that was, uh, I think it was year three or four of my 11 year tenure. And I'm proud to say Brent led me the rest of that time and like continued to help me grow in ways I didn't even know I needed it. But um, oh, so we, cool. we actually were telling this story together because we started leading a time management training that I was like, oh, hey, yeah. I, I learned this skill. <laughs> <laughs> I so, love it. It, it was just, we both had a great laugh because it truly was one of my biggest growth needs because I just, I wasn't leading well. Sure. And someone, someone came to my life and said, this is no longer allowed. Like I'm no mm -hmm. longer, uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Henry Cloud says, you get what you create and allow. allow. Are you going to create yeah. a space of growth? Are you going to allow a space of, you know, negativity or, mm -hmm. you know, fill in the blank? Yeah. And so that was. Man, you know, I'm so glad you brought up that quote because I, I think that, there are a lot of leaders who have an organization that when they, they start talking about, I, I, I talk to a lot of leaders about culture and they start talking about, oh man, I think my, my culture is just crap. And, mm. and, and, and so my question back to them is, well, what have you allowed? And mm. because you, you're either going to create culture by design or by default. And either way, it's, it's, it's up to you. And so... I think as as leaders, not only just culture, but but our 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 organizational um, you know challenges. Sometimes, if mm. we're not being really intentional with how we're leading our people and how we're helping them to to grow and to push through that their own terror barriers, mm. it's it's because we've allowed it to happen. Oh. And so, you know, leadership <clears throat> is a lot about being intentional. And I think that that's, yeah. you know, it's been a huge word for me. And I, I know that I haven't always lived up to that being intentional, but it's, as you said, having advisors in your life, that, that inner circle to be able to help you navigate that and, and really kind of call you on your own BS, you know, your own belief <laughs> systems, you know, and how you, hey, you thought I was going the wrong way, didn't you? <laughs> well done, well done. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it is, it's, it's, and I think that that to me is also one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about having an inner circle. And, um, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's where we developed our, you know, inner circle concept of, of, of having a mastermind, having those people that are around you that have helped us to mm. grow and to, to call us on our crap and, and to be able to push us through to kind of be the collective Sherpa, you know, for each other. And I think that's really, you know, really important. And, you know, and that actually, I just kind of thought of this question, you know, so how did you, how did you develop your own inner circle and, and those advisors that were around you to help you say, Hey, you know, Brent's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think this kind of goes back to the a personality people throughout my entire life. And I think this is part of this, is even my missionary kid story. Part of it is mm. I just have always, I've always yearned for deeper conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is I I know that I need encouragement, like I um, for benefit or <laughs> problems. I I seek verbal affirmation, and yeah. that's just part of something I have to like work through on my own journey. But as I always have wanted community, regardless of where I am in life, the circles that I'm a part of, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't let superficial conversations thrive. Um, mm-hmm. Not not that I don't love whatever sports on the TV or in the conversation, not that I don't love the latest TV show. I just don't know about them because I seek intentional conversation. And um, my entire journey, I I mean, in college, we, I I was on intramural teams. I did my classes, but the people that I let really stay in my inner circle, they they always helped me be growing one step better than Mm. I was yesterday. And that, and again, um, this is part of that time management training that I lead even now for my my current executive clients. We have uh, a life wheel, and James Clear says, "Hey, if you can do one percent better every day, you're winning." And so I've I have determined what is success in these seven areas of my life. You know, yeah. physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, family, career, social. Like what what is one five minute thing? Again, most anyone I know can do five minutes. That, that if I do this, like, it's going to be a win. And, mm. you know, for example, my daughters, I, my my goal, like my written goal is I want to spend five minutes with them so that they, that they know my laugh and smile, my laughter mm. and smile. And yeah. so I make sure that I laugh with them once nice. a day. And, you know, from from workout, hey, what, what can I do five minutes? And I know you're not going to be running marathons with a five-minute workout. I get it. Five five minutes, put it, you know, back to back, you will. (laughs) Well, but how many, show of hands, how many of you had a day that just got away from you and you're like, oh Oh, my gosh, I I can't believe how fast today went. I can't, it's almost midnight. I haven't done da 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 da. So I take five minutes as a win, but I want to spend an hour, right? Like I want to spend, make like, and so what is the five minute win? And you just don't break the cycle. And so I I do five minutes every day, regardless. I don't stop at five minutes ago. I'm sorry, baby girl. You have yeah. your five minutes are up. You can't hear you're my up. laugh yeah. anymore. Right. No, right. like <laughs> how well would that conversation go? So yeah, no. but the win is five minutes. Mm. What it does after that is, is icing on the cake. And yeah. so as we, we were talking about how do I surround myself with the inner circle, they, yeah. everyone in my circle is like, they're, they're positive. They, they are mm. hungry for growth. Patrick mm. Lencioni says they hungry, humble, smart. And so like, yep. they're constantly looking for that in their own lives. And if they're not, um, I had lots of facilitators. I could have trained over 250 facilitators at Sojourn. I got to interact with 1,500 teams while I was in my boat ropes course world. And <clears throat> the people that stayed were people that that I that were in that circle. Did I welcome with open arms anyone and everyone because everyone wants to be loved, heard, valued? Absolutely. Yeah. But the people who stayed and I kind of pursued conversations with were the ones who they were looking for growth. They're looking to be better every day. Yeah. And um, and again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kick you out. I just don't, I, that might not, I not pursue you. And there's, yeah. there's a difference in everyone's going to walk away going, I mean, Isaac, I, I felt heard and valued and respected in the conversations with Isaac. I, everyone, it's my goal that everyone feels that way. Yeah. So, um, does that distinction make sense? Yeah. Is that helpful? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm actually just sitting here taking notes at what you're saying, some certain <laughs> things, because I think, and wow, this is, you know, what you're sharing is, is really so good because you're, 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 you talk about intentional conversations. And I think that that is really key for, for every leader who's, who's listening to this. And, and, and I would just say that, you know, having those intentional conversations 
is what's going to move the needle and, and move the situation forward for, you know, your organization, your team, or, or, or the person that you're leading. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and having those hard conversations um, is, is and, and hard and intentional conversations is really mm -hmm. the important component of pushing through that. Yeah. Can I just add that real fast? Absolutely. Yeah. So Dr. Annie Cloud, create and allow. Uh, I, this is a paraphrase from Extreme Ownership. Thank you, Dr. Yeah. Willink and Leif Babin. Yeah. Um, culture is simply a combination of tolerated behaviors. Yeah. And if I choose to not have a hard conversation, then I'm allowing subpar, mediocre. And I'm not trying to say like I'm surrounded by mediocre people. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if, if I know what gives me life and energy to thrive in my personal headspace, yeah. then I want to surround myself with people that do that naturally. And if, if mm -hmm. I don't intentionally find and nurture those relationships, that's on me. Mm -hmm. If I, if I intentionally surround, if I intentionally allow behaviors that I tolerate, you know, yeah. a crazy negative or pessimistic, or, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're really okay with just not pursuing growth. Like if I allow that in my space, I will become like them. Like I, yeah. I am a combination of the top five people I'll spend time with. And yeah, so sure. if that's true, then I choose to love, respect, value here, everyone in my life, but I'm going to pursue and really like make prominent those relationships that help me be better and stronger every day. Yeah, that's so good, man. I'm so glad you you, you shared that. You know, that, uh, that extreme ownership book is such a, there's so much value in that. I was actually just, you know, working with a, a client and we, we took that book as kind of a, a basis of, you know, what were some of the leadership lessons that we can take <laughs> and apply from, you know, what was shared in that book. And there's so many good ones. So I'm, I'm so glad that you, you shared that. It's, it's such a good one. Um, so let me, let me ask this, you know, as you, so you, you know, you're doing executive coaching now, mm -hmm. you're, you're doing leadership development. Um, and, and I'm wondering, as you work with clients, you know, what do you see as one of the biggest reasons that they need to invest in mm. the people element of the organization? Oh, it's so good. Well, just even add to that, people come to us because they want to get greater results with less drama to enjoy mm. more freedom. And, yeah, and we do that through one-on-ones, CEO masterminds and, and executive uh, leadership courses. And it's actually funny. We actually, we took extreme ownership and made a whole year of oh, the cool. book and supplement materials. We I've actually listed a bunch of them even through this conversation that we, we spend a whole year unpacking and developing and honestly equipping, like it's a skill they walk out afterwards with. And so people come to us because man, they're hungry mm. for growth. Yeah. And, and that can mean the CEO is doing things really well. Like they've, they've got some good rhythms and methods, but they want to take what, what is happening and kind of put a rhino horn on that and like see yeah. it better. Um, mm. We took the phrase, they want, they want to turn decades into days. And so if, mm. if you want to get what you could be done in decades later, yeah. bring along Providence coaching or a Sherpa, you know, yeah. David, that could be you. <laughs> so like whoever that is, like who, yeah. who is that trusted advisor that, that really helps us get there faster? Mm -hmm. And, or I mean, they really do some organizational health challenges that they're going through. And, and so we would, we'd come in and say, Hey, here's, here's what you're going to get. Here's how we can come alongside you and walk yeah. with you through this journey. And again, I love teachers. I love uh, like conferences. There's a lot of great knowledge there, but when someone talks at you for an hour or two, yeah. three days, I don't, 
I don't get to walk alongside and grow. What we get to do is that Sherpa is walking with you up this yeah. mountain. And and I literally, we were, you know, this past year content, this, um, this leader had a pretty serious thing happen. And so outside of our agreed times, they called me and said, I need you. Okay, cool. Let's have a chat. So I actually was with, there was a downtime. I had like, a, it was, you know, a really wonderful moment that the yeah. hour filled the hour I was free. And we got to walk alongside each other and say, what about this? What about that? What is success? You know, how do you hold accountable this behavior? How do you, what, what do you want to see this turn into? Mm-hmm. And, and we get to walk alongside them. And so people who they're hungry for growth, I would even say they're just, they're unsatisfied for in, in the scenario they're in yeah. and they want to see that they want to cast that vision and go towards it. And, yeah. and they cut, they bring in someone alongside them to, to walk next to them to get those greater mm-hmm. results with less drama to enjoy more freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of energy. Uh, we, we had an executive, he was a CEO who his family never saw him. He, he had all the things, he had all the things that money could buy, but he didn't have time or family. And through this, he now has the money, but not more importantly, he has a family and the time. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. So important, you know, and I think that, you know, as I hear you talk, one of the things that comes to my mind is, you know, for, for, for those leaders who are, are, are listening and, and you start thinking about, you know, well, you know, do, you know, have greater results with less drama. I mean, I, I, I love that line and, and I love having that beca- because um, I think that we've bought into this I'm going to call it a lie that business has to be hard and business mm-hmm. has to take up all of our time. And, um, you know, but breaking that cycle is really hard. And I think for some of the leaders who might be listening, that may be the place where they could push through their own terror barrier because, you know, I'll just admit for myself, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I've been addicted to work, you know, mm-hmm. cause I love work mm-hmm. and I love, I, I love being fulfilled through my work. And yet, mm. that's not my totality of, of who I am as a human being, as, mm. a, as a father, as a, as a spouse. And so I have to be able to, you know, learn how to draw those lines. And that's my mm. own, you know, my own terror barrier. And, and you know, I, even this summer, I took a sabbatical, as you know, you and I were talking about before we came <laughs> on air. Um, you know, I learned so much through that process of just being quiet and, and not having, um, you know, things on my calendar. And so I, if you're a leader, I think that it's really important to, to kind of hear what, what, um, Isaac is saying. And and that is, you know, look at, look at who can, who can be around you to help you to push through those, those areas that might be, um, your own terror barrier, your own, you know, growth zone. And, and how can you have, have those people come around you to help you, you know, move in the direction that will give you greater results and, and less drama yeah. and, and really have the, the, the freedom that um, I, I know that you want to, to have. Well, Isaac, man, I, I, this has been such an enjoyable <laughs> conversation. I know we could probably Absolutely. go on for a couple of hours. Um, nope. But tell, tell everybody uh, a little bit more about like, you know, what is Providence coaching? How, how, t- tell us, you know, a little bit, how do they get a hold of you and what do you, you know, what do you do? Who do you serve? Yeah, man. Thank you for this. Again, we could go on for probably days. I know, <laughs> Just, I know. <laughs> speak the same language. Yeah. Providence coaching works with CEOs and leaders 
who are hungry for growth and want to see the greater results, less trauma, more freedom. And we do that through one-on-one coaching, uh, mainly Zoom calls with us in yeah. person. And we, we actually have a community, a, a CEO mastermind where these decision makers come together and they collectively attack these challenges and opportunities mm-hmm. that, I mean, awesome. the, the one sentence version is one guy started uh, and they were like, I'm not sure it's worth a financial investment. And on his first, his year commitment, his first month, uh, he saved himself 80 grand. Like, oh, like, like right oh, yeah. there. And he was like, uh, oh, I just, yeah. I've, I've obviously paid for the rest of this. Uh, yeah. uh, we did, we do not charge 80 grand. It's way less than that, but <laughs> way it was obviously that. worth it. Uh, yeah. And then and a lot of the CEOs, they've, they've grown so much in their, their mm-hmm. personal development, their personal leadership styles that they, they started doing this, but their leadership mm-hmm. team, they were starting to scale their business and like, we our leaders. They're not ready. And so we, yeah. we've come on and do, uh, so, we actually have, three years worth, but it's a, it's a one year commitment each year to really take these leaders to help them equip and implement. And then even just say, Hey, what, what tool best fits um, mm. my leadership team. And so these are all often uh, the, the C-suite, maybe even mid-level managers who they, yeah. they lead four uh, or so team members and they, they're just not, they're not fully equipped. Not that they're bad leaders. Mm. It's just, Hey, how can we come alongside you and yeah. make this even better? And yeah. Yeah, the part of the story we didn't get to, but we'll have to have another one, yeah, uh, sure. is that in, the imposter syndrome that can kind of pop up. And yeah, so I'm, I'm not good enough to be a leader. Like they, if they only saw behind the curtain, they'd realize I, I'm not, I shouldn't be here. But those leaders just has, have just as much reason to be in charge as the next person if mm-hmm. they're willing to grow, if they're willing to yes. really serve their team members. Nice. And we come alongside and help give them tools mm-hmm. to help them do well because everyone can be an individual contributor it's mm-hmm. a different skill set to to lead uh, and is. serve a team member and so we get to come alongside again one-on-one ceo mastermind and that leadership content oh man uh, that's so great isaac and you know you and i were talking even beforehand about you know we we serve a similar audience and i'm so grateful to be able to have people like you in my life to be able to see you know have other people that that see things the way you know, we see things and, and to be able to help and serve the population of, of leaders that are not only in this country, but all over the world. And I think it's so important because I think the world needs better leaders right now. We need to be able to step up and we need to be able to have people to have, you know, those intentional conversations. And, and, you know, as I was, as I was writing some, some notes, and I just want to challenge the leaders who are listening, you know, where is it, you know, I'm going to use some language that, that um, Isaac used, you know, where, where is it that you need to plant the flag? Maybe you need to plant the flag on what, what's the next level of growth for you? And, and where do you need to push through your own terror barrier? And, Mm. and, and maybe you have to also lean into some hard, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's in those hard elements. It's in those difficult moments when we're going to grow the most. Mm. And it's not fun at the time. At the time, um, but man, you know the 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 ride down is is so good. It's so good <laughs> when you get to the summit, you know, and the view out there is so amazing. But there's also something that happens when you get to the top of the mountain is that when you look out into the horizon, unless you're on Mount Everest, you know you are looking at other mountains that are 
equally as high, if not higher. Mm -hmm. And so you need to come off that mountain so that you can go climb the next one. And so mm -hmm. I think that having the ability to kind of lean into that difficulty and, and really, you know, kind of defining what success looks like for you um, is, is going to be really important. One last comment here real quick. Uh, first of all, thanks for, um, you know, listening to the end. If you're, if you're still listening here, I appreciate it. Uh, make sure you go out and share this element or th this uh, episode with, um, you know, a friend that, that you think, you know, somebody came to mind probably when, when you were listening to this conversation, go share it with them. You know, I, there's so many times I'm listening to a podcast and I hit the share button and I'm sending it to somebody. So I, I think it's really <laughs> important to share and it helps us to be able to, you know, really um, spread the message of, of, of leadership and growth. And, um, you know, Isaac, thank you so much for spending some time here together with me and, and really just having an intentional conversation as, as you, mm. as you said it. And, um, I really appreciate, um, your ability to lean into your own growth journey. And, uh, mm. I just want to encourage people to, to reach out to you. We'll put all of your, uh, your contact information in the show notes and, um, Depending on when this airs, there may still be time for you to register for the Inner Circle Summit. That's going to be on November the 30th uh, here in the Pittsburgh region. It's a new location. So if you've been to the summit before, um, it's going to be in a new location. Totally uh, different vibe. And um, we'd love to have you come. So uh, click on the link that's in the, uh, the show notes and um, see if there's some space for you. But uh, Isaac, great to have you here today and great to, great to have this conversation. Gosh, David, you are a phenomenal leader who I love getting to hang out with. So this is, I'm, I'm so thankful you like, didn't just like cut me off when I left Sojourn Adventures and came over to Providence Coaching. So, <laughs> Heavens no, uh, man. <laughs> I did forget. Uh, yeah. Can I just share, quickly share where yeah. they can find us? I was like, yes, hey, here's absolutely. how we serve. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. LinkedIn, Isaac Phillips. Uh, we have a ProvidenceCoachingInc.com. And um, we were, we're about to launch a couple ways just to have continual content to hop up in your email. Quick, quick little blurb on how to stay healthy and growing. Uh, but yeah, that's oh, the primary things is um, Isaac Phillips at ProvidenceCoachingInc.com. Love to get an email from you or call you and just yeah. how, how do you, what are you going through? How can we serve yeah. it? David, you are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I cannot mm -hmm. wait to just continue our friendship and growth yeah. as leaders. Mm -hmm.